Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast episode number 58. And you, you should not forget where you came from. Yeah. I mean, if you all think back on your first party, your first experience, going to a festival, I mean, asking somebody, like Lorenzo said, it, it will take you 30 minutes, one hour to, to be able to ask somebody for the first time. And you, you really feel the, 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 the tension in your body. Mm-hmm. And if this person refuses, it could like ruin your whole evening and you might go home early. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, don't forget to share the, uh, the, the experience that you had like, with each other. And, um, yeah. and um, I, I can understand that uh, if, you were, um, uh, if you're a visitor, you're a girl, you, you bought your full pass and you really want to enjoy your weekend and you want to dance with the best dancers, that's all, that's all, all, all normal. I mean, uh, I, I think you, it's, it's your right to do that. However, don't forget that we are all human. You know, we uh, we're, we're all people. We have to uh, live together. We we share passions together. So 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 sometimes, just take two minutes, dance with this beginner, and you might um, you might bring him in heaven, and uh, and then you can go on hunting the the teachers and the taxi dancers again. <laughs> and it's it's important to understand that like these best dancers got to that level because people were dancing with them. Yeah. So I mean. If you dance with more beginners and these new beginners stick around and they get through that threshold that you were talking about before, then maybe when you go to the next festival, six months, that same dancer is going to be one of the good dancers. He'll remember you. And then you guys will have more dancers and you're just putting more good dancers out there. And if you have a higher ratio of solid dancers, then it's just going to make the party better for everybody. You know? the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, the podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Charles with the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast coming at you with another episode. I know it's been a really, really long time since I posted a podcast episode. Things have been a little crazy um, traveling and teaching and stuff like that, but I'm trying to get back on track. Um, If you guys have been following me online, I actually did a Facebook live interview with one of the most popular taxi dance teams in Europe, Mode Zero. And I had three gentlemen join on the call with me. And we talked about the art of taxi dancing um, as there are more and more Kizomba events here in North America that are hiring taxi dancers. I think um, I thought it would be a good, a really, really good idea to interview them, get their insights, get their um, perspectives on taxi dancing and things like that as we continue to grow our Kizomba scene here collectively. And I wanted to have that um, as a podcast for you guys to check out. So um, without further ado, I will get you guys into the Facebook live message where I shared that podcast. 
And if you're interested in seeing the video online, you guys can go to neokizomba.com slash mode zero. That's M-O-D-E-Z-E-R-O. And check out the Facebook live video there. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast and enjoy. All right. So for the viewers that we have on the line, thank you so much for joining us in the middle of the day. Um, Lorenzo, we have somebody asking the name of that last song and the artist. Is that is that coming up on your on you guys' playlist on SoundCloud? Yes, it is. That's why they need to follow the Mozilla playlist of the week. We will provide you with the best songs every week. But for this song, it's of Black Skyle, and the song is Duquier. I don't know how to pronounce it, but something like that. <laughs> I will write it in the in the live, and then you know you can find it. Like on SoundCloud, they can find it out there. Yes, on SoundCloud. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yes, Lindsay, we know you're on top of your Urban Kids songs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you're joining us, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to be with us here. Um, we have myself, Mr. Neil Kiz, um, and Mode Zero all the way from the Netherlands. We have Lorenzo with the dreads. We have in the middle Avinash. Did I pronounce that correctly? That's perfect, man. And we have here um, Semega. Semega? Yeah, Semega. So Semega. It was, it was a good passage. Awesome, awesome. So these are um, the team with Mo Zero. I think you guys have a bigger team than just three people, um, but you guys are here. And basically, I reached out to actually Lorenzo. I met you uh, in person at the Sweden Kizoma Festival, and we had yes. some nice conversation over breakfast at like 7 a.m. after the session. <laughs> yes, yes. We kind of kept in touch a little bit after that. And then in my for my festival for the neo kizoma festival um if you guys haven't heard about that it's the biggest urban kids festival in north america um shameless plug but um i posted in the group and oh jenny turn my mic up does that help no no still not bad how's my audio people are you guys able to hear me okay for or is it still kind of soft it, it, for us it's the same as before so it's it's not loud but it's okay for us but mm, I guess if you're in a, there's no sound <laughs> It's soft. No, it's more soft. We can't hear you. No, we can't hear you right now. Can you hear me now? Oh, now it's good. It's perfect. It's perfect now? Yeah, now Okay. I, I just disconnected the cable and added it back again. Um, but this is still, this sounds a lot better? Yeah. Okay, awesome. So, um, we were talking and I posted in the, in the Facebook group for Neil Kiss about the favorite taxi dancers that we had from last year. 
And that comment thread ended up with like almost 200 comments of people like sharing their experiences of taxi dancers. Some people had amazing experiences with the taxi dancers and some people didn't have um, such a good experience with the taxi dancers. But I feel part of that was because of the expectations that were placed upon the taxi dancers. Um, it was the biggest amount of taxi dancers I've managed with. Um, so it was definitely a learning experience for me and, and the team that we had as well. Um, so we're definitely trying to do our part to kind of understand what is the role of taxi dancing? Um, what are the expectations that the attendees should have? What are the expectations that a taxi dancer should have? And because we're starting to have more Kizoma-only events and the festivals here in the U.S., and of course we're going to have to have taxi dancers to help out with the lead follow ratio. So that's why we're kind of reaching out to to the experts here to help help us understand a little bit what's going on, you know. Yes. So before we get started into that, um, can you go ahead and let us know uh, what you guys do? What is Mode Zero? Um, How did you guys come with the name? How long you guys been around? Okay, so first of all, thanks, Charles, to uh, yeah approaching us. Um, we um, we've met in Sweden, and uh, mm-hmm. so you're doing a great job in the U.S. Um, with your events, uh, teaching. So that's uh, props to you. Thank you. <clears throat> so we uh, we from Ozero, as you said, we are a bigger group than the, the three of us sitting here. Um, we are a group of twenty people, uh, girls and boys. So we have a. Um, an amount of dancers, DJs. Um, we have a social every week. Um, so yeah, first of all, we love the dance and that's what brought us together. Um, offering classes, boot camps, workshops, um, and also taxi dancing, as you, uh, as you said. Um, that's um, a lot of people know us from. So um, yeah, that's a, a quick presentation of what Mozero is. Nice. So um, from a I guess, how how long have you guys been around? Um, how often do you guys travel? Do you guys like send certain people out on the same weekend to like different festivals or like who gets to go where? Yeah, normally we get, uh, we get in contact with the, with the organizer for a booking. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Avina said, we, uh, we are a big group. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, more or less 11 taxi dancers from the guys. Uh, amongst them, uh, some are DJs. Mm-hmm. Taxi dance, and sometimes they still taxi dance. Uh, we all have, uh, most of us have a full-time job. So besides taxi dancing, we also have a social life. And uh, we try to schedule uh, the dancing uh, in on the weekends. Uh, since we travel a lot and we have uh, a lot of bookings, Sometimes we have to get uh, uh, ask uh, jobs permission to get, for example, free on the uh, Friday afternoon or on the Monday. So when you have a big group, you have to schedule everything in. So mm-hmm. hey, we got this booking going on. It's on this on this date. Uh, who's available? And then we look uh, uh, who's able to taxi at that event, and then we discuss uh, discuss uh, discuss it amongst each other, and that's how we. Uh, approach the booking in the, in the initial phase, and then we talk about uh, the conditions later on. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you for that. Um, is there anything else that we should know about Mode Zero before we, we get into the, the topic of taxi dancing? Well, 
lately mode zero is changing we are undergoing a change we're uh, expanding uh, the company the company used to be a uh, dance school taxi dancers djs uh, teachers now we are now uh, becoming more an agency where we will provide uh, teachers an opportunity we will provide djs an opportunity uh, and help them grow and you know make the community bigger so that's the new thing people should stay uh, focused on, stay tuned for that and more you will see later online and you will follow the progress. You know? And if people want to follow you guys, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, currently the best way would be via Instagram. Recently we lost access to our Facebook page, that would, would have been the best way. I think Instagram you can find Mode Zero, you can find our Snapchat. Um, you can even find the personal pages of some of the, the dancers. Okay. You know, for example, we have nice, uh, Samiga, we have uh, Reza, more people, the DJs, you can follow them and you will always be up to date. And of course, we are, we are free for direct messages. You can send us a message and we'll communicate with you. Awesome, awesome. So in this Facebook Live message, guys, I tagged each one of these guys. So if you want to reach out to them or anything like that, you guys can feel free to do so. Um, also, you guys are on SoundCloud, and I've been following the weekly playlist that you guys have been uh, sharing. And I think you guys, in week seven, you guys shared this really nasty, nasty Tarasha. Um, <laughs> I know what you guys know what I'm talking about, too. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it's just like this, I don't know, it just makes you want to go into beast mode. But um, I'm going to find the link, and I'll share it in, in the thing. But I've been listening to that one a couple of times. We're going to have to use that one. You know, coming down here. Um, but let's go ahead and get started in, in the discussion here for the taxi dancing. And I think we can just start off with the simple question of what is, what exactly is taxi dancer? Mm -hmm. um, so from an organizer point of view, a taxi dancer um, yeah, would help you uh, with the balance between leaders and followers. Um, and um, make sure that this dancer uh, approaches the festival with uh, positive vibes, um, gives a chance to every attendee uh, followers to have great dances uh, in a good atmosphere, uh, make sure everybody gets uh, what they paid for. So you go to a festival to dance, uh, firstly, um, and this is what a taxi dancer should offer, like to dance with um, yeah, everybody, like, no matter the, uh, the level of dancing, um, yeah, no matter uh, if you know the person or not. Mm -hmm. um, that's, I think, from an organizer point of view, uh, what you would love to see um, from what a taxi dancer can offer you. For sure. And besides that, it can also help if a taxi dancer has a lot of um, followers on social media mm -hmm. to invite people to come to the festival or to your party. So it could also help you promoting the festival or party a little bit more. I got you. And what about a taxi dancer from an attendee's point of view? So you mean the, the girls who are uh, attending the festival, right? Yes. I think I think it's, um, it's a bit the same as the uh, first uh, description I gave you, like um, they expect that uh, the taxi dancers uh, approach them for a, for a dance. Uh, I guess um, they know that these dancers have a certain level, mm -hmm. so they they, uh, they will have a good dance. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's also uh, uh, a smaller, it's easier to approach these uh, taxi dancers as they are booked for this. So the girls would um, maybe have less, um, yeah, it's less barrier to, to, to ask, to ask a guy, uh, especially a taxi dancer to, to have a dance. For sure. Uh, I'm curious about your ratio of, of males to females on your taxi dance team, um, because obviously this majority male leads that go to, to the taxi dancers, but how much or what's your ratio for, for having females as a follower? Well, we don't normally, generally, we don't send females to uh, taxi bookings. Mm -hmm. uh, it happens uh, very rarely. We have bookings where uh, the organizer asks for a female, and generally, then it's a country where uh, the men would like to experience how to dance with a more advanced woman. Mm -hmm. uh, but in general, uh, the bookings are always uh, just males going there, just the men. Nice, nice, nice. So one thing that's really interesting, and this is a little off topic, but not really, um, but here in North America, we have actually a lot of female instructors and just female dancers that are starting to lead. Um, and we're calling them ambidancers, yeah? Um, so it's very, so here in the US, if you have a bunch of women sitting on the side, instead of waiting for the guys, like a lot of them have started to lead and so now instead of standing next to one another with all this good music playing a lot of them have kind of taken the initiative um to start leading on their own um i have one student that's been with mine her name is is, is jessica and she's been taking classes with me for a few years and with my new focus group that i started she actually signed up as a lead so now she wants to learn how to lead and that's opening up all new uh appreciation for the skill of leading as well um, but it's interesting how I don't see that as much in Europe. So I'm curious what your guys' experience are. Do you see a lot of females now taking on the initiative to learn to lead? Or is it still like, I'm a follow, I'm going to wait and have a guy come and ask me to dance? No, I, I think uh, uh, the, the past period we see a change as well. If you go to the festivals, you will see more women that are able to lead and they are not waiting so long because and on average, the, the ratio of male to female is always bad. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think they've, they are more aware that they can take initiative in their own hands by starting to lead and still enjoy the dance. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, spend your time like that. And then once a guy uh, is free to dance, you can dance with a guy and follow again. Um, so we are seeing the same trend. And I think it's a good thing. Uh, I think the female <laughs> should do it then and find out how it is to lead and I think the guys find out how to follow too. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you're already outnumbered, then it just helps out to like at least enjoy the song and wait for a lead to come available, you know? Um, exactly. Before we go into the next question, or actually I have another follow-up question, why do you feel there is such a, a, a gap of numbers between the leaders and the followers at the Kizoma parties? You guys have been around to a lot of different countries and things like that. Um, do you have any insights into that? Um, <clears throat> I know in a lot of countries, it's also a, a, a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. um, when we go to Eastern Europe, we discuss with a lot of uh, people living there, the women, and they say that dancing for uh, for a guy is not uh, not really a common thing to do. It's um, not masculine. So yeah. It's not exactly. masculine. So I think that's one, um, one of the reasons, um, uh, especially in Eastern Europe. Um, and when we look at 
the, uh, the western part of Europe, when you look at the people attending the festival as well, they come from a lot of different countries. Like we are from, um, we are living in Holland, but we are from Suriname, for example, or from mm -hmm. uh, the the Dutch uh, Antilles or, or, or different countries. So it's also a cultural aspect where, um, yeah, I mean, we we've been, we we grew up with with our parents and uncles playing music the whole day on Sundays, cleaning the house. You know, it's a, it's it's a different thing. Um, I think. From, from from that aspect for sure for sure so yeah we, we kind of have the same culture here in the u.s as well where dancing isn't very seen as as masculine um and then let alone like dancing salsa but if we are dancing kizoma where it's a little bit closer now it's, it's another issue you know where like now you have to get close to women um and you would think like everybody thinks like guys have like these like little inner perverts inside and they just want to get close to women but if that was the case you would see hundreds and thousands of guys rushing to like get next to women but it's not the case it's like we're we're afraid of it almost uh sometimes you know um it's an interesting paradigm just when you take a look at it um culturally and just like the way that we've been raised and things like that you know and i i also think that um Starting to dance is really a vulnerable thing. You have to be really vulnerable in that situation, especially for a guy. I think for females, it's much easier to get over the threshold. I remember for myself, when I started to dance, I was really shy. It took me like one hour to ask a woman. And then after that dance, it took me two hours to ask another woman. Uh -huh. So imagine that if you have a negative reinforcement at that moment it's a critical moment because that will determine whether or not you will continue to dance and develop or you will have a bad experience and leave yeah and, and i think that has really to, uh, much to do with this with the ratio as well yeah that's a good approach as a taxi dancer as well if you're aware of the fact that um the person who's asking you could be a beginner maybe standing on on the side for an, an hour and a half trying to ask somebody and uh, at, le at least she, she had the courage to, to do so. Mm -hmm, definitely. Sometimes we say that with, uh, uh, with three songs, you can make somebody's evening mm -hmm. perfect already. Um, so yeah, that, that's very important. But I also think the, the barrier for the guys to enter the dance is a little bit uh, higher because of yeah. the cultural aspects. Like most guys I know, uh, even myself, when I started uh, dancing Kizomba, um, I went to the classes alone. Like I asked a few friends and they were like, no. <laughs> they were like, yeah, it's not manly or uh, I don't do that shit or whatever. They would just rather listen to other music, but um, they would just look at it and be like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. But yeah. now since I've been dancing, uh, I think uh, a few years now, Mm -hmm. People are like, hey, um, didn't you do like a kizomba? I would like to try it. So people are changing, their mind, mindset is changing. And I also think like when uh, girls start dancing kizomba, most of the times uh, they go with a friend or something, or someone they know. So when they start, they are like, um, they, are, they are already like outnumbered. Like if you, when you go to the beginners classes, everything is a bit balanced out. But yeah. if you're just one guy and after one semester um, you, you go to the parties and you don't dance a lot, for example. Yeah, for sure. You don't get asked or the level is too high. Then maybe after one class or one semester 
you might quit. So the guys that stay longer in the game are guys that went to a few classes and went to a few festivals. That's why you have like a, a big difference. You have like a lot of newbies or a lot of um, people that have been in the game a bit longer. And that's what you see a lot. And with, with the females, it's the same thing. To every festival you go, you see a lot of uh, people that have been uh, in Kizomba dancing for a while. And those are the people that uh, stay. And then once in a while, you have a new wave of new people coming in. Yeah, for sure. It makes sense. Awesome. So um, we have these individual taxi dancers and you guys formed Mode Zero. So what what kind of sparked the initiative to start having taxi dancer teams? And I'm curious um, because I know like you have people that are do only teams get hired now for the festivals or is it can an individual be their own taxi dancer and come out and taxi dance or is it now always like a part of a team no it's 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 individuals and teams mm. um for us uh for mozero um i think the main the main focus for mozero was to uh, uh share knowledge so give classes um uh, share the passion with people and uh, having a team of dancers able to travel to different countries and, and share the dance with them um, was one was one part of what we wanted to achieve. So um, that's why we started taxi dancing, uh, traveling um, in order to get known, um, be able to approach different uh, people, uh, get booked for um, further workshops, classes. So um, <clears throat> that was our aim in, in having a, a taxi dance crew uh, traveling mm -hmm. with a team. I think <clears throat> from our point of view and uh, experience, um, having a team uh, looking in the same direction, know what, knowing what to do, uh, it's, it can be more effective in what you would like to achieve uh, during this party or festival as a, as a taxi dancer or as a dancer. Makes sense. I got you. Um, so, how do you go about selecting people to be on a taxi team or the mode zero team? Like, obviously, if you're promoting and you want to give a good dance, the dancer has to be at a certain level. So how do you choose a dancer? And then um, one of the things I always tell my students, if I've been training, training, training my running, for example, and I'm able to run a mile in six minutes today, and then I don't go running for another month, I'm not going to be able to run that mile anymore because it didn't maintain that yeah. level where I was at. So you guys see a good dancer, but then, okay, you bring that person, how do you choose them? And then after you choose them, how do you continue to make sure that they maintain their level of dancing, yeah? Well, actually, um, to be part of most city, you don't necessarily have to be a good dancer at the start. That's the thing, because we are not about perfection, we're about the progress. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, the development of a person as, as in personality and as a dancer. So um, the selection for to be part of Mozilla is actually quite difficult because there's so many things that you have to take in account. It's being part of a team doesn't necessarily means uh, doesn't only mean you need to be a good dancer. You also need to fit in the group. The group dy dynamics is very important. And what is your amb ambition as a person in the dance as well? Um, but once you've made it past all those obstacles, um, we will train. We will train really hard. We will have group trainings. 
We will work. Uh, we will assess what are your weaknesses. You will assess your own weaknesses mm-hmm. as well, and based on that, we will make schedules and work on that and try to improve. And I guess if you do this regularly and together as a collective, uh, you can grow very fast. Uh, and I guess that's what makes Motero Motero right now is because we grow together and mm-hmm. we together from the start as well. So that's what Mode Zero stands for. Like people always ask us, what is Mode Zero? And zero, and the Mode Zero means that you start from the ground. You start from zero. Mm. And, then zero. and then you progress, you get further, you develop as a person. Um, and I think uh, what is important to say as well for the taxi dancing that um, the skills is just, I think maybe 20% of people. Mm. Because if you don't have the right mindset, the, the right personality, and you only think about um, doing your steps and uh, be the best dancer on the dance floor, it will be quite difficult to to please all all, all, all dancers on the dance floor because this is not what everybody is looking for. Yeah. When you're so when you start to dance with a beginner, you have to be able to match the level of the dancer. Um, and if you only think about yourself being uh, the, the, the star on the dance floor and try all your figures that you've learned, the match will, yeah, you will not have a match. So it's also important to be able to, um, yeah, to approach the person you're dancing with to see what the level of skills is and then able to, to enjoy the, the, the dance together. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, so let's take a few moments and, and take a look. I see some people asking some questions in the comments. We're listening to you guys here. So if you guys have uh, any comments or questions that you ask, feel free. This is live. If you're here live, feel free to interact with us in the comments. Also, if you're viewing now, we really appreciate a share on Facebook to help us uh, spread the word of the live and get some more viewers going. Yeah. Um, so... Let's take a look here. I see Vanessa's giving a shout out to the Andy dancers. Shout out mm-hmm. to Vanessa. Um, <laughs> Emmanuel, the best early kids instructor. I'm just a student. I'm just a crazy. I'm just a crazy. He's on my addict. But I appreciate that, Emmanuel. Um, I see Mela. She asked a question here where she's noticing that some male dancers will approach new female dancers but females will not approach new male dancers or they'll say no when being asked by a beginner. We've seen this. See, Mela, when we are uh, taxi dancing, um, often a lot of women are waiting on, on the, on the sideline because they would like to experience the dance. And then what I also see is that there are men next to them waiting to dance as well. And I don't see them approaching them. And um, I think it's sad in a way, because I think together you could have, you might have really a magical dance. You never know. You cannot judge someone uh, just based on, I don't know what you want to judge them, but you know. So I think um, it would be really good if females started asking male dancers as well. It's really, a compliment to be asked by a female, if, whether you're a beginner or an advanced dancer, you know, it's always a compliment and it can help each other. So. And you, you should not forget where you came from. Yeah. I mean, if you all think back on your first party, your first experience, 
going to a festival, I mean, asking somebody, like Lorenzo said, it, it will take you 30 minutes, one hour to, to be able to ask somebody for the first time. And you, you really feel the, 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 the tension in your body. Mm-hmm. And if this person refuses, it could like ruin your whole evening and you might go home early. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, don't forget to share the, uh, the the experience that you had like with each other and um, yeah. and um, I, I can understand that uh, if you're um, uh, if you're a visitor, you're a girl, you you bought your full pass and you really want to enjoy your weekend and you want to dance with the best dancers. That's all. That's all all, all normal. I mean, uh, I, I think you are, it's it's your right to do that. However, don't forget that we are all human. You know, we uh, we're, we're all people. We have to uh, live together. We we share passions together. So 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 sometimes, just take two minutes, dance with this beginner, and you might um, you might bring him in heaven, and uh, and then you can go on hunting the the teachers and the taxi dancers again. <laughs> and it's it's important to understand that like these best dancers got to that level because people were dancing with them. Yeah. So I mean. If you dance with more beginners and these new beginners stick around and they get through that threshold that you were talking about before, then maybe when you go to the next festival, six months, that same dancer is going to be one of the good dancers. And he'll remember you. And then you guys will have more dancers and you're just putting more good dancers out there. And if you have a higher ratio of solid dancers, then it's just going to make the party better for everybody. You know? Sure. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Gene is saying three dances can make somebody's night. If you're a taxi dancer, how many dances in a row is considered acceptable versus non-acceptable? Good question. It's definitely a good question, and it all depends on the ratio. On average, we have um, certain uh, limits where we say we dance two to three songs uh, uh, on a party with with a woman. Mm -hmm. But if it's balanced, then you can dance a little bit longer. But we, we never go uh, past the three songs because we think it's the best way. And we've seen that it's the best way to have as many dances as possible, so. But uh, sometimes we make exceptions. For example, if we are dancing with a total beginner, uh, it, isn't going, it isn't going right. We might do like an extra song to make the, to make the follower a bit more comfortable, yeah. and, uh, to, to learn a few stuff and to make her at ease. So we might make an exception. So and it's, we might do longer. It's all. It's also important that the um, <clears throat> the organizer is clear from the beginning in uh, his or her expectations mm-hmm. so, uh, to the dance team or the individual dancer. Like uh, this is what we expect from you: two, four so- songs maximum. It's also nice um, for the yeah for the dancer to know to know this. Um, otherwise, he might dance longer and he did. He, yeah, he, he might not knew it. So that's also important for uh, for the organizers to to share their expectations with the people they book or yeah, the people they hire to uh, to provide the service. We don't get any info from the organizer. We as Motero, we uh, tend to choose two to three songs, depending on the situation. If it's not so crowded, uh, for example, we start uh, earlier because the organizer asks us to start earlier and there are not a lot of girls, then we do more songs, of course. I got so, you. Nice. Also, music type, because sometimes you, have, you can have a DJ that has two songs but the two songs are very long, like... Mm, that's true too, yeah. Then we stick to two, because it, it makes no sense. So it depends. Yeah, and then sometimes the songs can be really short as well, yeah? So what what determines the length of the song is really at the discretion of the DJ as well. Yes. So, very, good, very good insight. 
Um, Vanessa, she highlighted the, that the skill, the, what you said, Avinash, the skill is only 20% and having the right mindset and personality is 80%. And that's really, really nice to hear um, because um, we do have more and more talented dancers that are coming up in the U.S. And I was being, I'm a little, being a little bit more selective selecting the taxi dancers this year for, for Neo Kids. And part of what they have to do is to submit a video um, sharing their reason of why they want to be a taxi dancer and why is taxi dancing important for the Kizoma community to kind of tie into that 80% that you're, uh, that you were referring to. But I'm, I'm curious with you guys' experience. I'm pretty sure you guys have had team, had people on the team and kicked people off the team and had people there for longer times. So I'm curious what makes a good taxi dancer and a bad taxi dancer um, and you say that the skill set is, if it's not the skill set, then it has to be the mentality. Um, so I'm curious what you guys have, have noticed over the years uh, with Mo Zero in regards to that. Um, we, did for, yeah, we didn't kick out much, much people. <laughs> I wanted to start with that. Yeah, it's, it's not, uh, no. Um, yeah, I, I think um, it all comes to your, the mindset. You know, uh, that's that's really really important. Whenever we approach a new uh, a new uh, Mojero uh, potential member, um, we we are really clear in what to expect from them and what they can expect from us. Um, because yeah, it, it it can sometimes be be uh, be tough to uh, to dance four hours uh, during a festival. Um, yeah, you, um, you you will dance with uh, beginners, with intermediates, with advanced people. Um, but the mindset and be, I mean, to share the positivity, uh, be smart. You have to smile. You know, it's it's it, it, it are all small details, which makes you uh, a better person on the dance floor. Um, that's why I mentioned that the skills is just uh, a small part of it. And um, whenever we approach a booking, um, we have um, we talk with the team. We give a role to one of the the team members to be the contact with the organizers. We call we call it we call them the floor manager of the evening. They will um, tell us what to do during this evening, how many dances we should uh, uh, do, uh, where in the room we will start dancing. Uh, when we we're going to get into into some of those logistics for sure. I like what you said about placing taxi dancers at particular points uh, on the social dance floor because. And Neil kids, like everybody was by the DJ booth and it was just crazy there. Like, man, so crazy. But yes, continue, Avinash. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's, uh, it's, it's okay, Charles. So, um, yeah, there, there is a lot more coming whenever we approach a booking. So it's not only the skills, as I said, it's much more than that. And um, I think that makes um, the success as well for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why uh, we were lucky and able to travel. Uh, so so much uh, dancing. Yeah. I, I think a, a good taxi dancer is the is a person who can find the satisfaction from sharing the dance with everyone and can find the pleasure from dancing with everyone, no matter whether it's a beginner or an advanced person. You know, and I think that's what we should always keep in mind is to always find that something that you can appreciate from the person you're dancing with. And uh, if you find that and you keep uh, keep that with you while you're dancing, and then you will always have good dances. I got you. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, 
Vanessa asked a really good question, and I'm curious, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that she's meaning this from an attendee standpoint. She said, what makes you feel good or appreciated as a taxi dancer? Um, or what can it, I'm pretty sure there's things the organizer can do, but from an attendee's perspective, some people really see the taxi dancers and they like salute them, yeah? Because they know that they're, they're putting themselves out there and, and, and putting in some work on the dance floor and things like that. And if an attendee wanted to show some appreciation to a taxi dancer, have you guys come across or seen anything that, that makes you guys feel good and makes you want to continue um, what you're doing? Yeah, we. Uh, I've. I think we've. Sometimes we meet people when they are starting to dance kisomba, and we dance with them. And then later on, you meet them again, and they say, "I still remember the moment we shared together, and it was so comfortable. I felt so comfortable. And thanks for that. You know, you really feel that people can appreciate those, the six, seven minutes that you spend with each other, and they really keep it with them. And I think. I think that's really makes me feel really good as a taxi dancer, you know. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that you like because then for me it feels like my work that I'm putting in is appreciated by the, the other person. So you guys appreciate just direct feedback, hey, I really love the dance, even if it's not in a different event or something like that, you guys appreciate people sharing, thank you for the dance and things like that, yeah? Sure. Yes. yes, and uh, when we also taxi dance, it's also an opportunity to dance with uh, different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, every dance is, uh, is, is a surprise. If she's a beginner or advanced, it really doesn't matter. Uh, when we are not taxi dancing, we also dance with different people. But sometimes if you have like, uh, if you go to a party, you might have three, four good dancers and mm-hmm. warm dancers. But uh, during taxi uh, time, you really get, uh, yeah, a lot of surprises. Uh, on all kinds of levels, and when, uh, when, when you see when you bring a smile on their face, it really makes you happy. Also, that you get uh, opportunity to make somebody else happy. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome! Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. So, my next question is: You're on the dance floor, you're dancing, and I saw Shanika. She was asking. Uh, what happens when you get super tired at these events? How do you how do you make sure that you don't lose your love for dancing? How do you still get joy from it when you're taxi dancing? You guys tied in a little bit on that, but I'm pretty sure the job can be physically demanding at times. If you're dancing with a beginner and she's heavy and she's not that good, yes, good vibes. You want to grow the community and stuff like that, but then after an hour or two hours like dancing with people who are not the, the lightest follows, um, does that put a strain on you and how do you keep your energy up? And that also ties into like how long your shift should be as a taxi dancer, yeah? Um, and then after the question, I'm curious to see what do you guys do to communicate when a taxi dancer is on duty and off duty? I know that was like a lot, but they're kind of all connected, yeah? I mean, they're all good questions. Um, so for the first part, if we um, if we might get super tired, um, I think it's something you need to build up. Um, in your first festival, it might be harder than you know when you're doing it for six months already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is something you have to learn, and you have to be able to 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 dose the energy uh, for the whole evening. And um, this is something we discuss with each other. Um, and of course, yeah, we have breaks where we can. Yeah, 
drink and uh, change shirts. Very important. Change shirts. <laughs> and yeah, it, it also depends on on how many how many hours uh, the shift is. Usually, in the in the evening we do three hours. So three hours. Uh, yeah, three oh, hour wow. shift. That's what we did at uh, Kids last year, and it was some of them were it was, but it was their first time taxi dancing for some of them. It was like their debut taxi dancer. Um, but yeah, that can if you if you don't have the stamina for it, it can be a little a little tiring. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really important that if you're taxi dancing and you know you have to taxi dance for about three hours or something like that, you really need to understand that you will not be able to dance on a high pace for three hours long mm-hmm. and you need to find your calmness and and even when you're dancing with someone that's struggling a little bit and that's where we say skill isn't that important it's about the mentality and feeling the other person and respecting the other person because at that moment you need to calm down and while you're calming down you can rest a little bit as well mm-hmm. so you, you need to have like the, the curve you know makes sense so, so I'm sorry, it's also about dozing because if you know you have to taxi uh, three hours in the night, don't stay, stay at the social until the very end and then get tired and then, <laughs> get tired during the evening again. So it's like in the beginning we had to uh, to, to find a spot where we could uh, still continue on uh, after the social because we taxi during the social and after the social we have our free time. Uh, we try not to uh, to overdo it in our free time. So if we see, hey, we got a taxi at 11 for this event or 12, uh, we just dance, for example, one hour at the social. We uh, usually we eat, we go back to the hotel, we sleep, and we make sure that we are at the event on time. And that's uh, how you, that's how the way you have to approach it. So if you're going to do it for three days, uh, yeah. we have machines. So you have to take your rest. You have to build it in. If you don't build it in, that's how you. Yeah, it's a, yourself, yeah, yeah it, it's it's planning, and that's some of the discussions we have as a team. Like when we're traveling, um, you know, at the social, the socials is going on, and you want to dance, but you know, in two hours you have to go back again. So we have the discussion, mm-hmm. like pulling off each other from the dance floor, like we have to leave, and the other one wants to stay, and eventually, <laughs> uh, yeah, eventually we will have to go, just to be sure that we will manage the the, the service and, and provide the best service as we can. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into what the what is typical compensation for a taxi dancer as well, because they are providing a service. And I'm curious about that as well. But before we get into that, um, I wanted to talk about the, the floor manager. Um, who is the floor manager? Are they making sure that you're only dancing three songs with one person? Um, how do they spread people out on the social dance floor? Um, do they let people know when their shift starts, when their shifts turn out is, is this person also social dancing and floor managing at the same time or are they just on the side with their clipboard like <laughs> writing notes down or no the the floor manager is is one of the dancers as well um but this is our our point of view it's not this a, is this is not a general thing yeah. this is just the way the system that works for us and how we control the situation for our group so um but yeah um uh, before the event starts, because I think uh, people think it's just about dancing, but we have a lot of preparation before we go to an event. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that have to be discussed with the guys. Um, 
we we go to the event we look at how everything is at the, the, the dancing room is a social room and um yeah the, the floor manager is there and the floor manager is dancing on the side uh, next to the guys the floor manager is a strict one he, he will he will know if someone is dancing too long mm-hmm. and in general we say okay it's not too bad if you dance a little bit longer because we don't always want to switch at the same time mm-hmm. um, but yeah, if you're going wrong, then the floor manager will point at you and then you will know. <laughs> <laughs> He'll give you the look. He will give you the look. <laughs> but as you said, like it's a, it's a preparation because before the uh, before we go to the festival, we uh, we already know how many people are going. Uh, the floor manager will tell what to bring with you, mm-hmm. which colors of t-shirts we will bring with us, mm-hmm. which color we will wear which day, at what time. Um, the stuff, yeah, other stuff that we will have to bring, which is important. Uh, you will communicate with the organizer about the place where we will stay. He will be the main contact, so it will not be a chaos. Everybody's asking the organizer what to do and what to expect. He will be the main contact. So whenever we want to know anything, we'll ask the floor manager um, and he will come back to us. Uh, also, like Lorenzo said, he will go into the room. You will see the spots where we have to dance and uh, it will not be the DJ booth for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's, it's it's small details as I said, small details which may, which will make the difference eventually. For sure, for sure, that makes sense. Um so you guys spread yourselves out on, on the dance floor, which is nice because everybody's gonna be around. It can't be by the DJ booth all the time, you know. Um, so we've got some more questions here and then I want to talk about the, the compensation that's coming up here, but, um, this is kind of related to taxi dancer. Um, Alexandros is asking, should an experienced dancer that is not a taxi dancer give suggestions or tips with somebody who is less experienced when they social dance or should they just enjoy the, the dance and not say anything? Well, I think it depends. I think it depends if the the woman is asking for it or not. I think if the woman is not asking for it, then definitely do not give her tips unnecessarily because she will just make her feel bad. But there are some women that are dancing with us and they say, oh, what do you think I should do? And then I always say, um, in my perspective, this would be better, but it might be different for someone else. Mm-hmm. So it kind of depends, you know, and generally I don't like to give uh, feedback. I just like to be quiet. And, and, and also the music is super loud, so it's not the best place to have a conversation. It's the best place to teach. <laughs> I got you. Um, one thing that was, uh, and Vanessa, she's, she's bringing up some good points. Um, one thing that was really something that people did not like um, was seeing taxi dancers dance with other taxi dancers um, while they were on shift or maybe while they perceived while they were on shift. So um, how do you guys control that? Um, one thing that was also noted in the comments in that post that I mentioned at the beginning was like some taxi dancers just needed a recharge dance. Like after dancing with so many beginners, I said, okay, I'm here, but like, let me just get this. This is one of my favorite songs. The DJ is killing it. Let me. Let me get a little dance in with my friend and, and have fun, and then I'll go back into my duty or something like that. Um, but how do you guys manage two taxi dancers on duty versus? And also, we had a lot of Andy dancers as our as our taxi dancers as well, so it was easy to find somebody dancing like a male lead dancing with a female follow who was also able to lead. 
Um, does the taxi dancer able to dance with another one who's off duty? What happens if they're both off duty? And then like their perception of on and off duty to the attendees. Well, it's, we, we do it really simple actually. Um, if we are taxiing, we do not dance with other taxis. We do not dance with artists. Um, if we see it, you cannot go further than one song and then you have to go because you're working. It's not meant to go dance with other taxis that are booked there. Even if they are off duty, you are on duty. And that means you have to dance with the people that are attending the, the festival as guests. So the only acceptable um, scenario would be two taxi dancers who are off duty. Exactly. That can dance at that point. So one of them is on duty, then they shouldn't dance with one another. That's what we think. Yeah, but it's also the role of the organizer um, up front, um, making clear how to recognize a dancer on and off duty. Mm-hmm. And um, this is this is what we what we experienced as being really important. Um, we wear um, the, uh, the the lights on our arms, and we have the Mode Zero shirts on. Um, uh, so this is how you recognize that we are on duty. Um, whenever we Whatever we're done, we take off the shirts. We don't wear the lights, and then it should be clear for the uh, for the dancers to recognize uh, when we're on and off duty. And that's that's um, something that organizers can also post in discussion of the event up front. Like if you work on duty. Yeah, that's one thing that I didn't do last year, or I didn't do a good job, a good enough job. I think this year I'm going to make a video out of it, so it's clear of what to expect. Uh, we had the flashing wristbands. But I think like when some taxi dancers were off duty, maybe they just kept the wristband on, but turned off the light or something like that, you know? So that way it got a little, a gray area. It's like, well, is he working? Is he not working? And then we didn't have taxi shirts either. So that'd be good to know. And, and it's also be aware as a, as a dancer, like if you taxi during three hours, they know who you are. They know you're part of either a team or individual dancer. Mm-hmm. And even after the, the shift, it might happen that you didn't dance with a lot, with a lot of girls who would love to dance with you. Mm-hmm. You can expect that they want to go together. And then it's the individual Western energy with this common sense to do or not. Yeah. When you're off duty, you do what you want. Um, we, as a, we are part of a team. So, yeah, for us it's different than when you're an individual taxi dancer because um, people will still see us as Yeah, definitely, yeah. can sometimes hard to find a, find a good balance, but we still try to please uh, all the people at even though we are off duty and uh, sometimes we hope that people can understand it as well. For sure, definitely. Awesome. So, let me just check... Um, yeah, I hear that a little bit, Vanessa, with the song echoing. Hopefully, um, it should mellow out here. Um, the sound was echoing just a little bit when you were talking, uh, Avinash, but I think it should be, hopefully it should be okay now. Um, one last question, and then we're going to talk about compensation for a taxi dancer, yeah? Um, what is the difference between a taxi dancer and an artist from an organizer point of view? Because... Um, should the taxi dancers be compensated the same as artists? Because I know I've seen a lot of artists that get hired, they come to teach their classes, maybe they come down and social dance for an hour, if that, 
and then they go back up to their rooms or they go dream somewhere and they're not on the floor really dancing with the people. Um, do you think the artist should be held to the same expectation? Should you inherently be a taxi dancer if you're hired as an artist for an event? What, what, do you, what have you guys experienced? Uh, this, this is a difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> and I think in every business, when uh, when you start talking about money, it's, it becomes a, 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 tricky, a tricky part um, mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, you know, uh, whenever an organizer organizes a festival, they are uh, they are uh, they, have, they have strict on budgets, so they will also try to find people who are um, be able to offer their service for maybe a lower rate. Um, and I think as an artist, uh, you have a different. Uh, I think nowadays artists are have a different value than taxi dancer because they get classes. Uh, yeah, they share the knowledge in a different way than what you do on the dance floor. I think. Taxi dancers as being social dancers who maybe would like to attend the party and offered maybe a pass to to go there as well in in, in yeah in um, and then for them to provide the three hour services for sure <clears throat> but yeah I think it's uh, it's up to the organizers to uh, to know where they want to go to what they want to invest in it uh, and, and and the value that they that they can can get back. Um, what I can say about it is that if you're a beginning, a beginner tax dancer and it's your first festival, yeah, maybe you have a different uh, um, uh, value than a team who is traveling already for years, um, having a name, fixed name in the scene. Um, so the compensation might be different. I got you. Awesome, awesome. Good to know. So um, let's go ahead and, and talk about compensation yeah because i'm pretty sure it, there's a lot of variables and it depends on what you negotiate your relationship with the organizer all those things come into play and you guys don't have to share like your rates or your prices or anything like that um but like i will guess like i don't even know what a good question is to ask but like what's the bare minimum a taxi dancer should expect in exchange for the services of like the three hour shifts for the weekend you know um, I have experienced different, um, uh, uh, yeah, what is, what is uh, compensations. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in, um, we were in Barcelona this weekend um, just to enjoy the festival. We were not booked there. Mm-hmm. And um, I, um, yeah, sometimes taxi dancers only get the uh, full bus covered. Mm-hmm. And in other festivals, they, um, they get maybe a, a part of the, uh, the traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in some uh, in, in some um, festivals, they have to uh, achieve uh, with a discount code achieve a certain amount of passes that they've sold. Okay. So it's it's very very different uh, depending on who's organizing the festival and how big the festival can be. Okay. So I don't think there is a um, uh, something fixed you can expect from it. It's uh, mm-hmm. if you really want to dance um, and you yeah you're not really you do not really care about uh, what what exactly is covered for you. Gotcha. Um, and then it can be a benefit in, in for each festival. I mean, either the pass, either maybe a, a small part of the uh, traveling, but it, it's very different. I got you. And as far as 
the the compensation you see that varies from from time to time depending on the organizer and things like that and i guess also having a team and having a good numbers of good taxi dancers with a good reputation can also help your your negotiations yeah sure definitely awesome so <laughs> let me see um i see that lita she asked about the pure follows um we talked about that a little bit earlier in the show lita um, you guys don't really have a lot of pure follow texted answers unless it's specifically asked by the organizer, I think is what I remember you guys uh, sharing with us. Correct, yes. And then do you guys have any Andy taxi dancers, a female who can lead and follow? We have Juneline. No, well, but Juneline is not a taxi dancer. But Juneline can lead and, and, and follow. Mm -hmm. So there's nobody on the taxi team that can actually, okay, I'm a female, but I'm gonna go out and I'm going to lead primarily, but if I need to follow, I can follow. No. Yeah, so that's something that's really interesting in North America because I wanna say last year, maybe- <laughs> What happened? I'm the only follower and leader at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another thing that's happening as well. Guys, more and more guys are starting to learn how to follow. And now the role of leading follow is not really based on gender anymore, you know? And of course we can see the correlation to that in our society where like a woman can be an MMA, MMA fighter. Yeah, could be a boxer. She doesn't have to be um, a model or like uh, an actress or something like that. And the same thing for guys, we have guys like Yanis Marshall, they're like dancing in heels better than a lot of the women out there. So now the, the roles in our society are definitely shifting. So it's interesting to see that shift. But last year for our taxi dancers, I want to say maybe 30, maybe a third of the taxi dancers that I had were Andy, meaning that they were a female who could lead or follow. And that, that trend is continuing into this year as well. Okay. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to do a podcast or something on it because I feel like it's definitely something that's unique to us here in North America because we have a shortage we have a shortage of leads, but then a lot of followers are now just tired of waiting and they're starting to lead. And some of them are getting really, really, really good. Uh, one that comes to mind is is Tara from from Montreal. Um, she she's a beast, <laughs> leading and following. So. Um, it can help you uh, like growing in the dance as well as a dancer. Mm -hmm. Able to follow as a leader or the other way around, you can understand the dance better, I guess. So it, it will make you a better dancer eventually. Sweet. So um, we've covered a lot. I'm taking a look at our questions to see if we've missed anything. Um, if you guys are watching, feel free to share the video on your timeline. If you have any other questions, let us know because we're getting closer to the end. Of the segment, let us know if there's any other questions that we haven't uh, answered for you. Okay, here's a good question. Um, for the people in the US who are aspiring to be taxi dancers, and for the taxi dancers that I've chosen for this year, I definitely told them about this event and like, hey, you gotta watch this. Um, if they can't watch it live, it's gonna be pre-recorded. Um, but what to expect and not to expect when you decide to become a taxi dancer, to have the proper expectations? That's a very broad question. Mm. I mean, you shouldn't expect to dance with only good dancers. That's you shouldn't expect to dance with only good dancers, for sure. 
that's, that's really important. And I, I think what you should expect is to develop your skills. Um, I mean, uh, it, 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 you shouldn't think that you'll be the next star uh, in, in, in Kino Masin within, mm. I don't know, just because you become a, a well-known dancer. It should come because you really want to share your knowledge, your experience, you want to share your energy with people. It should, it should come from a, from a positive um, approach um, when, you, when you want to, yeah, when you want to be a, a dancer, a taxi dancer. Um, so I think that's really important. And you shouldn't expect to, uh, I don't know, to go everywhere for free, traveling the whole world, uh, going to festivals. Uh, yeah, it, it shouldn't come from that, from, from that side of, uh, um, of the dance. That makes sense, definitely. Hey, you need to be uh, quite a, a flexible person because some parties or some festivals are just not that exciting as the other ones are. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you encounter that, you, you still need to be positive and take the three hours and act like uh, nothing happened and make the other, other follower happy. So it's, uh, you shouldn't expect it to be very easy as a taxi dancer. So. That makes sense, yeah. Okay, um, I have one, I guess let's, let's talk a little bit about the organization, yeah? And Lorenzo, I think you posed this question that some organizers have decided not to offer taxi dancers anymore. Um, what do you think would drive an organizer to do that? Was it strictly like, oh, I don't want to pay these guys, so I'm not going to have them? Um, what do, why do you think that is? Because for me, it sounds like every event should have a taxi dancer to ensure that the people who are social dancing have a, a great experience on the social dance floor, which is like a key component for a lot of festivals. Um, so I'm curious to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Well, I think um, the reason they have decided, I think it has to do with multiple factors. And mm-hmm. I think one of the most important ones is the expectation of the attendees, but also the communication of the organizer to the attendees. Because I think that what I've seen over uh, the time period that I've been taxiing is that often women are uh, disappointed. They maybe have not danced as much as they expected because organizers often promote with this amount of taxis, but they don't give a clear communication. So the the women don't really necessarily know what to expect. And um, I guess maybe that's the way they try to handle with that. I, I'm not so sure what, what mm-hmm. the, I think, um, yeah, what should I say about that? I think also in the scene, it's, um, <clears throat> it's a new thing still. So people who are in the scene for, uh, for a while, in the beginning, like we are quite new as well. Uh, people are dancing for years and years and years. They haven't experienced any taxis and it was going well before. So I wouldn't say that it's a must. Um, it's, uh, it all depends on how they sell their passes. Uh, if, if the ratio is okay, um, you know, if the ratio male-female is good, yeah, you, you don't really need it. You, you, you can you can deal, you can handle a festival without uh, accidents. If the ratio male-female is, is not good, then mm-hmm. you might consider hiring some. And, uh, and, and, and if you have good dancers, effective dancers, you don't need to have a lot. Um, I think it's also the the bad part of the, maybe sometimes the bad reputation of what taxi dancers can have is if an organizer um, uh, has have 
a hundred taxi dancers, but they are not doing their job properly, then it will have a, a bad effect, a bad reputation. And then you're not delivering on that expectation, and then that creates. And, and then people will say the taxi dancers were not good, and then next year they will maybe not hire them. Mm-hmm. So it can also be because of the uh, yeah the, the service that was delivered, which was not good, that they've decided to maybe not do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I got you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so um, I guess to wrap, wrap up the call, I think it would be cool to talk about maybe some do's and don'ts and maybe each of you can kind of share your personal experiences on taxi dancing and why you continue to do it. Um, Also, I think it would be cool to hear like maybe things that we should avoid or maybe like best practices or something like that overall that we may not have covered already, but we've covered a lot. Um, But um, Vanessa, and there's another lady here. Um, I can't pronounce her name. It's like, hey, new. She's like, I've heard from some taxi dancers that some women are heavy on their feet. What does that mean? Um, I would say that's definitely having to do with the weight transfer and how much energy you're putting into the ground on your steps. Um, as you become better and better dancer and you get more used with the relationship between your feet and the ground, Um, you can definitely start to be lighter on your feet, yeah? But if you're not aware of that and you're, like, throwing all of your body weight into the ground when you step, then that can be considered as heavy. Um, You guys have anything you want to add to that? You already said everything. You're you're the expert, though. (laughs) We should interview you, you know that. (laughs) Um, I hope it answers your question, Hamish, but it's definitely training on how to step um, basically, you want to be not let gravity win the step. You want to control the step. Um, in, in my workshop, sometimes I would say make gravity your bitch. Like gravity don't have nothing on you. If that's not your cup of tea as far as language, you can say you can choose when to bestow the blessing of your step upon the ground. And now you're not just going to just flop around, yeah? So I hope that answers your question, Hanush. Um, and Vanessa, she's asking, how do you keep yourself from getting too frustrated and too mentally burned out? And I guess that's a good question for all you guys, that which kind of ties into just us uh, getting a little bit more insight for you guys on, on a personal level. Like, you guys have been taxi dancing for a while now. You guys are getting a reputation going. Um, how do you keep yourself mentally burned out, people, in Montero? Um, it, it, I mean, it's, um, we are not forced to do this, right? It's mm-hmm. not, not a nine to five job, it's something that we really want to do. Um, and having a team with people, um, sharing the experience, like I see them more often than I see my family. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're my brothers. Um, we share so many good times, also bad times. Um, <laughs> it keeps us going. And as I said, it should come. It's not a. It's not something that we are forced to do. We we really want to do this. And for Mode Zero, taxi dancing is also uh, creating brand awareness. So it's different than an individual taxi, I guess. It's also brand awareness. Uh, we are there. We are able to offer different services. Um, yeah, we want to show the world who Mode Zero is. So from that point of view, it's only good good energy. And um, yeah, like uh, Samika said, sometimes the festival is better than the other one, but we keep on going and we feel happy doing it. So I think from that 
point of view, you will not have uh, burnout. And um, I, I hope I hope Kizomba will not give people burned <laughs> burnout. I got you. Um, any closing remarks, Lorenzo? Love, love, peace, <laughs> and share a dance. <laughs> I mean, whenever people see us on uh, on every festival or wherever you are, uh, just come and see us on the dance floor, but also outside of the dance floor. Yeah, we love to talk. Yeah, we are really approachable. Uh, yeah, we really like to meet new people, um, share our experience, share dances with you guys. Um, so it's only good, good energy that mm -hmm. we want to see and that we want to give to you. Um, and hopefully we will be soon in the U.S. Yeah, we're gonna find a way to make that happen. Um, Harry just asked a really, really good question, and this question was in my mind before. If you are on the dance floor and you got like twenty women on the sidelines, you know, like, how do you decide which one gets the next dance? Is it the one that jumps out and touches you first no. on the shoulder, no. or <laughs> see, Charles, I'm going to give you the secret, right? Okay. And everybody watching. This is the secret on how to be selected. So basically, when, uh, well, I can only say how to be selected by Mozero, not by other people. Okay. When we are dancing, right, we often dance in a line. And I, well, we all keep uh, a notice on who's dancing with whom yeah. so that we don't switch. And then I switch accidentally by the woman who he was dancing with. Because mm -hmm. that but we also pay attention to the, the people waiting and we make we give numbers to the ladies waiting because after if you've been dancing on the spot for five minutes you will know who's waiting the longest mm -hmm. and if you're waiting the longest and now i'm talking to all the women if you're waiting the longest then we will come to you really quickly and so sometimes you have to be a little bit patient sometimes even a woman leaves when i'm about to go to her and i'm like oh you went away i was just about to be there yeah, so, yeah we, we choose based on we give numbers and you mental. give numbers mentally in your head? Mental numbers. <laughs> Not ticket numbers, mental and numbers. you have to make sure your mental numbers don't cross-reference with the other taxi dancers. Yes, exactly. Because we have if you're on different sides of the dance floor, then it could work, yeah? Yeah. We have, we have songs, and we always stay on the sideline, so we can also see the women. We have eye contact with them, and that's how you try to keep that interaction, uh, pay attention to all the women that are standing there. And that's that's not something you will learn in classes. No, that's what, <clears throat> that's why, um, yeah, this is something you have to um, train. During training as well, we uh, we dance in the line and we also keep the space small um, mm -hmm. because, yeah, you don't have the same space what you have in class when you're on the, when you're in the festival. Sure. But this is really the awareness that we have when we are dancing. It's not only the people in front of us, but we also have to look, um, yeah, who's waiting, uh, who's dancing with other team members in order to make sure that, um, yeah, we do our best to select the, the, the lady who's waiting the longest after. I got you. The ladies are also getting a, a bit smarter because uh, <laughs> <laughs> for too long. you might stay in a certain place of the area for maybe uh, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. But sometimes uh, when we move to the other side of the room, we see the same woman moving. <laughs> Some of them know the system already. So it's funny to see. <laughs> I got you. Are there any tips for the women who want to dance on the social on the socials? Um, standing like, because 
one thing that was a, a complaint was like sometimes women they start fighting amongst one another like who's in line who's waiting who's been waiting the longest and mm-hmm. whether it be for an artist or for a taxi dancer and then I think sometimes women are sitting down and then they expect to get asked but if there's already a woman standing like do you guys choose who you get to dance with next or is it whoever asked you or do you have to use your discretion it's like hey Yes, you asked me right now, but this person was waiting the longest, so I have to go to her. Yeah, Do you well, decline a dance to go to ask another lady to dance? Well, the only reason when I will decline a woman is if she just danced with Ivy Nice and then she comes straight to me and I'll mm-hmm. say, you just danced with my team member. It's, not un- it's unfair to the other ladies. Mm-hmm. But uh, comment on the sitting part. Yeah, if, if a woman is sitting really far, like behind three lines of women, and then she's sitting there, then it will be really difficult for us to reach that. Mm-hmm. And uh, occasionally you will try to go to that person because you will see that person's face is really sad or you can see that enjoying the party. And then you will try to go there and ask them to dance. But to make it easier for us, I would not suggest sitting. Uh, it's, it's, but I, I can understand that you don't want to stand all the time. Yeah, for sure. So just yeah. find the balance. I got yeah. you. But as I said, we give a number, a mental number, and the timer is walking, and we so we pay attention. We try to clear everything out. Uh, yeah, exactly. After doing this weekend after weekend after weekend, then you get used to like having eyes behind your head, like yeah. knowing what's going on and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Well said. Well, I definitely appreciate all you guys' time and expertise. Um, I appreciate you guys sharing our knowledge to help our community grow here in the U.S. Um, it's definitely something that we want to do. Um, it's kind of been a mission of mine over the years. And so, yeah, it's been really awesome. Um, did you guys have any other thoughts or feelings you want to share with the people before we say goodbye? We really appreciate the effort that you took the time to reach out to Motsiro to talk with us, to um, shed some light about this subject as well. It's very important, I guess, uh, educating the community about this and sharing the perspective mm-hmm. is very important. So we're very happy for the job that you're doing, and uh, we just hope that uh, everything will progress in a good way for both the taxis, the artists, the followers, the organi- organizations, and mm-hmm. just the attendees, you know. For sure, so. for sure, for sure. Awesome. And for the people who are wondering, um, if you jumped in in the middle of the call, this call is going to be recorded, so you'll be able to see it, and maybe we can put it on a website somewhere or something like that and people can see it and maybe this will be like a piece of content that people can watch over and over again for years to come, you know? Yes, exactly. And I'm also going to try to take the audio and and create a podcast out of it. So just be another means of content, but I'll see how it looks uh, once we download the video, yeah? Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all your Yes, sir. Put your hand up. My what? Put your hand up like this. Okay, so we're going to do a yell, right? This is the yell we always do before we start the taxi. Okay. And it goes like this. I say, mode zero on me, mode zero on three. And then I count one, two, three. And then we say mode zero, okay? All right. So it goes like this. Mode zero on me, mode zero on three. One, two, three, mode zero. (laughs) Awesome, awesome, guys. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, man. Thank you. Have a good day. Ciao. Thank you for checking out the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast today. 
be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today, as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your Kizomba journey. 